Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. Oh, <clears throat> wow. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for December the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. The checks and balances are brilliant, folks. We got to insist on them in the republic. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. We also reject, ladies and gentlemen, a con-con, a constitutional convention or a convention of the states, whatever you want to call it. We also reject secession, folks. None of those plans are good ones for America, that's for sure. Uh, and welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing great. Yesterday we had a bunch of stuff we talked about. We talked about Lloyd Brunson, in this case, weaving and bobbing and going through the courts. January the 6th, a conference at the Supreme Court will be held. Time will tell where they're going to vote. It's been a miracle that has gotten to this point thus far, and we're praying for a miracle that it continues. What is at stake, you ask? Well, the lawsuit doesn't deal with election fraud, but it does deal with the fact that, you know what, government has a responsibility to investigate legitimate claims that members of Congress actually have uh, evidence of vote fraud, etc. The question is, are they going to use the 10-day to investigate it? Most of the Congress dare, were derelict in their duty and rejected their responsibility. That is the point of the lawsuit. Hey, you know what? You can't just skip that part. you got to look into these election fraud uh, questions, realities, allegations, evidence, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, and so I hope Loy and brothers are successful on that. We also just talked about Twitter and the scandal with all that kind of stuff. We talked about Judicial Watch, the conservative watchdog group sued. Um, you know, they say we've had these disclosures over the last year that literally show that federal agencies, especially the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, and others have been working to censor Americans either directly or indirectly, Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton told the Daily Caller News Foundation. So, you know, they filed this lawsuit basically saying, hey, you know what? We have been asking for records on this. You have been unwilling to give it to us. You're going to give it to us. So that's the lawsuit. Time will tell what's really going to happen. As you know, Warnock beat Walker, so the Republicans take another hit. Sad to say, but again, no offense, but I'm going to say this. The midterms were a disaster for Republicans. Why? They didn't articulate any real plan for America. They just said the Democrats are so off the rails. Please elect us. We're more common sense. Well, that's not the way the American people feel. Now, there was a red wave. It was fairly significant, but we were vote frauded out of it. They're going to tell you I make those claims without evidence, but throughout the broadcast today, I will double down and provide even more evidence to the facts. Uh, there you have that. Now, uh, let's see. Nancy Pelosi moved the vote on H.R. 8404 from Tuesday to today or Thursday. We know that some members who originally voted for this bill have now changed their mind and pledged to vote against it. This is critical now, folks, to act now and help us by telling every member of the House to stop H.R. 
888-900-8404 now. Now, here's what's interesting. They wanted you to believe this vote was a slam dunk. They passed it in the House before and then passed a different version in the Senate. Now they're coming back to the House. Now they're delaying the vote because while Pelosi's trying to twist arms to back this perverted marriage agenda, there are members of Congress that are seeing it for what it is. The religious liberties, you know, writers or whatever you want to call it, amendments to this thing, uh, didn't make it because the Senate rejected that. So now the battle's on. Those who are for it are kind of going, whoa, wait a minute now. Well, you shouldn't have been for it in the first place, ladies and gentlemen. That's the part that we need to understand. This bill was disaster from the start, folks. It literally forces states to accept other states' perverted marriage agenda. What that means is you're going to get New York, Illinois, L.A., these whacked-out crazy states, Michigan, super liberal extreme states, that are going to have these whacked-out marriage laws, and then we're going to be forced to obey them all. Folks, we can't have this in America. Please stand against H.R. 4404. I'm sorry, 8404, 8404. But it was moved from Tuesday today or tomorrow based on the fact that, you know, Nancy can't twist enough arms right now. So we have got to stand up strong. Call your congressman, call your senators today. Matt Staver, Liberty Council, doing a great job fighting this fight for us as well. So I wanted to bring that to your attention. Ron DeSantis in the news. And you know what? A lot of people say Ron DeSantis uh, is a deep state guy, and he may be so. It kind of reminds me of Donald Trump. You know, you can't decide if these guys are deep state guys or not. On first glance, you think, no, they're not. But on the other hand, you say, well, <laughs> some of the things they do are so stupid, it makes you believe they are. Ron DeSantis does a lot of good things, folks. And he does a lot of bad things. Usually the good things are promoted, uh, and usually the bad things are kind of hidden. Uh, and I'm not here to attack DeSantis or Trump. I'm making a point that, you know what, we need to learn to, learn to look at principle not individuals. So let me give you an example. Ron DeSantis vows to hold vaccine makers accountable for false claims. Well, you know what? This guy is the only one in the country willing to stand up and make such bold statements and actions. I pray that Ron DeSantis does hold the vaccine companies Uh responsible for false claims. Now, the sad part about it is Ron's going to have an uphill battle on this, even though I completely support his point. And the uphill battle is that the general government right now has said, look, we're going to give all these vaccine makers protection. They they can make you know false claims. They can lie. They can put out bad vaccines. And the taxpayers are on the hook to pay the bill, according to the 1986 um, you know, vaccination, whatever, Protection Act, or I can't remember what it's all called. Um, but it, look, Ron's right about this. Now, whether he can make, you know, enough headway against the feds on this, I don't know. But I know this. At least Ron DeSantis is the only one with enough guts to say, I want to hold these vaccine makers responsible for their false claims. What about their harmful actions? What if you go look at the VARS database and see how many people have been harmed from vaccinations and hold them accountable for that as well? See, these vaccine manufacturers were on the ropes back in the 80s when they put together the vaccine, uh, I can't remember what it's called, something protection act or whatever it is, and and they created the vaccine injury compensation fund and everything else. Hey, these vaccine makers were on the ropes because the vaccines they were making were literally toxins injected into your veins. 
Uh, and the only way they got their bacon saved is because government said, hey, we'll protect you. You'll be protected from the liability of your bad toxins. And uh, so the taxpayers will have to pay the bills. Well, I appreciate Ron bringing this out in the open, boldly, nobly, clearly talking about it. Where's the Donald when you need him the most? See, President Trump should be on this bandwagon as well. You know, what's interesting about these vaccines, too. Remember the debates for 20, I think, 16. Ron Paul was in the debates. Or was it 2012? Shoot, I can't remember right now. No, I guess Rand was in the debate. Sorry. Ron was in the debates in 28 and 2012, and then Rand was in in 2016. Rand Paul, a doctor, and Ben Carson, a doctor, both were kind of hesitant on vaccine mandates, saying, no, you know what? Uh, Donald Trump was pretty hesitant, too. Some of the other guys just doubled down and said, yeah, we love, you know, the jab. But uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, debate folks were very, very, very cautious on vaccines then. Now Donald seems to be all hog wild in for vaccinations. But, Donald, you should vow to hold vaccine manufacturers responsible, not only for their false claims, but for the harm done as well. Remember, the, the physician's first creed is do no harm, right? We have got to maintain that, folks. All right, sad tale to tell the Trump organization convicted in a executive tax fraud or dodge scheme. Basically convicted of fraud is what it is, but a tax dodge scheme. Now, this is where, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, we need a fully informed jury for poor Donald Trump. This is where Donald needs to double down and defend the Constitution uh, instead of, you know, causing, you know, doubt about the Constitution or whatever else. Look, Donald, you needed a fully informed jury because if I was on your jury, sir, you know what I would have said? I would have said, you know what? Trump might have made some missteps from an executive point of view. Or his leaders in his org may have made some mistakes along the way. But I would not have convicted you of a tax dodge scheme if I was on the jury. You want to know why? Because I'm fully informed, Donald. And what I would have said is the IRS is criminal by its very nature. It's unconstitutional. The direct taxation of the American people via income tax. The harassing of companies and individuals via the IRS that literally um, you know, violates all the separation of powers. Goes into your state. Becomes judge, jury, and executioner. You know, and I would have said, look, I'm judging the law here as much as I'm judging the case. You know, Donald might have made a few missteps, but who hasn't made missteps when it comes to the IRS? The the regulations are so vague, so cumbersome, so voluminous that you just can't not run afoul by mistake of things. If you don't believe me, there's been studies over the last many, many years that just show if you're a business or an individual trying to get it right and you call up 56 different tax uh, people at the IRS, you'll get different answers. If you talk to accountants, you'll get different answers. Nobody really knows. Everybody's just kind of stabbing in the dark, doing the best they can. So, Donald, you know, you're convicted of uh, executive tax evasion or tax dodging, but and they call it, quote, a scheme. You're convicted of fraud. I would have saved your bacon, Donald. I would have defended you, buddy. Why? Because I think the law and the IRS is criminal in America, and they've done so much damage, so much harm to the American people, it's not even funny. Ron DeSantis ought to sue the IRS for the harm they've caused to the American people and to the economy at large. Anyway, uh, sad tale to tell uh, when people are getting convicted of tax fraud, when we have real election fraud going on, and nobody's in trouble for that, see? Uh, sad to say we've got, uh, you know, uneven distribution or manipulation of the law. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live in seconds on your radio.
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So much news, so little time. So, you know, Cameron, my producer, asked me on the break, he said, Sam, do you really think Ron DeSantis is part of the deep state? And I, and I do. And it's not that I think he's part of the deep state in that I think Ron DeSantis is evil. Uh, and let me explain that. I don't think Donald Trump and or Ron DeSantis is part of the deep state. I don't think that they just commune with Satan or anything like that. I'm not saying that. When I say part of the deep state, though, you have to compromise enough and or you have to be gullible enough for the deep state to be willing to allow you to be in office. And you say, Sam, that just can't be. You're just eroding my beliefs in the elections entirely. I don't mean to be folks, but I do mean to be candid with you. Um, am I part of the deep state if they can pull the wool over my eyes over and over and over and over and deceive me into doing what they want, regardless of the truth, even though I may be a good guy and mean well? See, I think Ronald Reagan was part of the deep state, too. You say, why, Sam? Because he was an actor. He was a Democrat. He was a liberal. He had plenty of money. He was, and then all of a sudden he turned conservative, ran for office, got elected. Then he started to, he started to, there's not one. Oh, shoot. All right, they got a broken link. I was going to play an awesome video for you guys. Uh, anyway, uh, so what I'm saying, though, is that so Ronald Reagan then became super conservative. Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump have a very similar past. OK, they're uh, actors, you know, uh, Trump's cameoed in a bunch of movies. Right. Et cetera. He ran The Apprentice, whatever. They're TV actor guys, whatever. And they both are very liberal. And then they also they go conservative and then they get elected. Right. 
And then uh, what happens is, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan got shot. Maybe he was a little bit too bold trying to protect America. Uh, and he got shot, and then he kind of mellowed out and carried a lot of deep state water. And so when I say somebody's part of deep state, it doesn't mean that they're evil. It doesn't mean that they even know that they are. It doesn't mean that they've made a choice to be. What it means is that they do the bidding of the deep state. Let me give you an example. Donald Trump promoted vaccines big time. He still does. Donald Trump literally promoted the lockdowns, even though he didn't do it. The states did it. He certainly didn't speak out against it. Okay, Donald Trump really betrayed us on a lot of fronts, and now he's telling you that, you know what? The Constitution doesn't even matter. Get rid of the thing. When it's critical crisis times, get rid of it. He surrounds himself with deep state people. He So even though he may not intentionally be deep state, he's inadvertently deep state by carrying the water for them. Ronald Reagan was the same way. Ron DeSantis, sadly, is the same way. Now, Ron's, Ron's done a lot of good things. Don't misunderstand me. But he's also done a lot of concerning things uh, as well. And you say, well, Sam, the Trump organization, uh, you know, he wouldn't be convicted in a tax dodge scheme if he was deep state, would he? Well, that depends. See, if he doesn't know that he's deep state, and if he does enough of what they wanted him to do to uh, get elected at first, and then they find out that once he's in office, he does more of what he wants, for example, standing up for pro-life, reducing the size and scope of, of some of the land grabs of the uh, former presidents, you know, these kind of things, if you kind of cross the line, get us out of some wars, lower taxes, if you, you know, divert, then they'll eventually get sick of you. And that's kind of what Donald's done. He's, you know, exposed the media corruption. He's exposed the election corruption. So in those senses, he's done a lot of good. So he's tough to handle because he's not deep state in that he doesn't know that he is. But he's deep state in that he carries forward a lot of their agenda and carries their water. An example is the uh, story that my dear friend Patrick Burns told on the radio. Patrick sat down with Giuliani and Trump and said, hey, man, these voting machines are fraud. And the way you could know is, you know, hey, that, that big scandal, I can't remember what the, the company is, SolarWinds, that big SolarWinds scandal uh, is because, uh, you know, it got hacked. Well, that software that SolarWinds created and uses is in the voting machines. It is in the voting server software that tabulates and, and, you know, collects and submits all the voting. And Donald knew it and he was going to take action. But then Rudy Giuliani, another deep state character, talked Donald out of it. This is what I mean. Okay? The chances of Rudy Giuliani talking me out of investigating that would have been zero. Now, if I can access the information, if Patrick can provide the evidence, and Donald can literally trust his friend Rudy Giuliani and reject Patrick Burns' information, Woe unto the Donald. So I don't think that Donald and or Ron DeSantis are deep state in that they're like evil, colluding to destroy America. I just think that they're surrounded by deep state operatives. They're surrounded by agitators and provocateurs that manipulate them into thinking that they're doing right. Hold on. Don't go forward with Patrick's information. There's better ways. We'll prove election fraud in other ways. I'm an attorney, says Giuliani. I'll go to court and defend you, and I'll do this, and I'll do that. And, and in the end, Donald gets betrayed by Giuliani. Well, that's the same thing that ha can happen to a Ron DeSantis. On one hand, he wants to hold vaccine makers. On one hand, he wants to stand up against COVID. But you know what? 
DeSantis was for the lockdowns before he was against them, right, guys? Isn't that right? Ron DeSantis was for the lockdowns before we, he was against them. Is that true? It is true. Uh, Ron DeSantis, um, you know, he's he's realizing what conservatives want. Okay. Uh, but yet at the same time, he's just trying to figure it out. He has a, Ron DeSantis has what's called a shifting political brand. If you only pay attention to him recently as he muscles his way onto the national stage, then you kind of believe that. But Ron DeSantis hasn't been the conservative that he's made out to be now all the time. Right? That's the problem. And I'm not saying he's a bad person. But I am saying, you know what? He's been an American politician. Right? Now, who's Casey DeSantis? She's the first lady of Florida, right? Isn't Casey Ron's wife? She's an American news host on TV. Right? I don't think Ron has been as conservative as you want to believe that he is. He's got the combative attitude like Trump, the anti-woke agenda, the attention-seeking stunts that some say, even the hand gestures, right? But you know what? There's a forgotten period about Ron DeSantis people don't know about. Yeah, in 2019, the newly narrowly elected governor was something else entirely. He was the chief executive of a key swing state who seemed determined to govern from the center on the environment, education, marijuana, criminal justice, public accountability. And he was getting praised from both the right and the left from his efforts. That's the thing that you got to realize. All right. After DeSantis was in office for like two months, 180 out of 200 campaign operatives, lobbyists, money raisers, political scientists, and other veterans of politics surrounded him. Yeah. And you know what? His wife, Casey, stood near him. And, um,. <laughs> He named Barbara Lacoa, Lagoa to the Florida Supreme Court, folks. They say he's a different kind of Republican. He's out to remake the image of Republicans in Florida. So I'll give you an example. Tampa... Mayor, Bob, I don't know how to say his last name, McCorn, uh, Buckhorn, I guess is how you say it. Anyway, he's a Democrat, and he says, I'm pleasantly surprised with the decisions that Ron DeSantis is making. See, that was a, a few years ago before the pandemic. Today, of course, now they've changed their tune. They're mad at DeSantis. So they say, you know what, either DeSantis' tack towards the center was a plan or it never was a plan in the first place. Who knows? So the Democrats are now criticizing him, but they first praised him. 
now they say that he's really conservative at heart. Now, I don't know if you know, but DeSantis ran for the U.S. House, right? In 2012. So anyway, it's very interesting. And I'm not telling you that he's a bad guy. But I do want to be very clear about, you know, if you think Ron DeSantis is just this super conservative, I don't know. I'm not really buying it. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm Sam Bushman. We've got a lot of news the networks refuse to use to cover in mere seconds on your radio. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Democrat Senator Raphael Warnock held off Republican challenger Herschel Walker in a Georgia runoff election Tuesday, ensuring Democrats full responsibility for the Senate with a 51-49 majority. The Republicans are the majority in the House. You have put in the hard work. And here we are standing together. Colorado Club Q accused shooter has been charged with 305 counts, including murder, bias-motivated crimes, and assault. 22-year-old Anderson Lee Aldrich, who identifies as non-binary, was formally announced he's been charged in last month's attack at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs that killed four souls and wounded 17. For the second day in a row, drone strikes inside Russia's border with Ukraine on Tuesday exposed the vulnerability of some of Moscow's most important military sites. It should be noted Ukrainian officials did not formally confirm carrying out the drone strikes inside Russia. Britain's defense minister said Russia was likely to consider the attacks on Russian bases more than 300 miles from the border with Ukraine as some of the most strategically significant failures of force protection since its invasion of Ukraine, end quote. Chinese President Xi Jinping is inside a three-day visit to Saudi Arabia this week, meeting the king ruler of the world's biggest oil exporter, a title once held by the United States before President Biden. The Chinese leader will arrive today for his third trip abroad since the coronavirus pandemic and his first to Saudi Arabia since 2016. The Biden administration has launched a federal investigation into Elon Musk's Neuralink over allegations that the organization violated animal welfare laws. USA Radio News. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. 
Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So this is not an attack Ron DeSantis thing. First, DeSantis implemented lockdowns. Three weeks later, he changed his mind. I'm glad he changed his mind. And I get that at first it could be, you know, confusing and you feel like you got to do something. But, I, you know, time will tell. You know what? We'll keep an eye on the ball. All right, we talked about the Trump organization convicted of tax election fraud. I wish I was on the jury because Trump would have got off on that. I think the uh, IRS is corrupt. Walmart stores, ladies and gentlemen, they're in the news. They're in the news for a very strange reason. Walmart is facing a surge in shoplifting that's so bad it could lead to higher prices and or store closures if the problem persists. CEO Doug McMillan now claims stealing is now so rampant that Walmart is looking at closing stores. Other retailers are facing tough decisions as well. Due to rising, quote, crime, in fact, Chicago is seeing a mass exodus of corporations from the city, worsening theft and violent crime problem. It's so bad in Chicago that they're literally closing stores. People are leaving. California Governor Gavin Newsom said Los Angeles looks like a, quote, third world country due to organized gangs conducting large-scale theft. It's that bad, folks. We are tired of this nonsense, says one gas station owner. He says he's tired of violent crime plaguing Philadelphia. So he hires armored, heavily armed guards. You think about this stuff and you go, whoa. I, I, I look at that and I say, you know what, Chicago... L.A., Walmart, closing, you're looking at closing stores. It's just out of control. But you know what? Part of it is that there's criminals everywhere as we turn against God. It's a, I'm going to get mine mentality. It's a, you know what? I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to just, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be first. I'm going to look out for numero uno. Numero uno, right? Uh, and that's what's happening. In America, and it's really sad to see that's part of it. The other part of it, though, is we've created this mentality where people don't have people feel ripped off. Everybody that I talk to, even people that have good jobs, are saying, You know what? My job isn't very good anymore, man. It just does not put enough on the table. And you can chalk that up to greed to some degree, the number numero uno economy, or whatever you want to say. Uh, but you can also chalk it up to the fact that it's true. Inflation is eating away. A hundred grand used to be a lot of money. If you made a hundred grand, you're doing good now. A hundred grand. My gosh, you struggle to even buy a house making a hundred grand these days, right? And that's the tough part. That's the problem. Uh, and so all things are kind of coming to a head, economically speaking. Well, what they want to do if you're a Republican is you want to go, oh, man, Joe caused this. Joe did this. And they're even putting bumper stickers on gas station pumps and all this stuff and whatever. And, uh, you know, Trump did this or Donald. Wow. Biden did this. I don't know why I keep saying Trump. Biden did this. Biden, Biden, Biden. And pointing the finger at Biden. But it's not a Biden thing. It's not a Trump thing. It's not a bipartisan or a, you know, partisan thing. It's an 
economic reality based on the fact that we've jettisoned honest money and inflation, the hidden tax, is rearing its ugly head everywhere you go. It's so bad. To where Joe Biden's top focus now, they say, is the economy. And anyway, anyone who thinks it shouldn't be should say that out loud. The White House told the Daily Caller. All right, I will say it out loud. Top focus isn't the economy, Biden. It isn't. And I'm going to say it out loud. I'm going to say it in your face. And I'm going to challenge the White House or Joe or any other person he wants to bring to the table to debate this. Let me tell you why the economy is not the top issue. Because you will never win with fake dishonest money. You can't tell me we got to fix dishonesty at the top of our country by not addressing the dishonesty issue. If you're going to talk about the economy, you've got to move us back to a constitutional currency, honest money. But you think you can debate and solve the economic woes with dishonest money, with fraudulent money, Joe? Good luck, my friend. And you say, well, we had a good economy under the Donald. No, you didn't. You had a fake good economy where they literally handed out tons of money. That's another place where Donald got deceived. He handed out money, 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 money. And that's why when we say, well, he didn't do the lockdowns. No, but he didn't speak out against the lockdowns by the given states or the shutdowns of businesses. He backed the state governor's play by funding at the federal level. Everybody. He sent money to everybody. Fake money. Dishonest money. It wasn't yours to give, Donald, if you understand the Constitution. Right? And so when Joe Biden says his top focus is the economy, but he doesn't address the honest money issue, he's not being honest with you. He's lying through his teeth. He's saying the economy matters. And it does. But I don't think it should be the top issue if we're not going to address the real underlying cause of inflation, the underlying reality of dishonesty. Uh, Joe says he has more important things going on than visiting our border. Now, listen carefully to what they want to say. The president was clear, they say. Now, I'm just going to say Joe was clear. Right? Joe was clear that his top priority is investing in the American economy and in American communities, out-competing China, and bringing back American jobs from overseas. Can I be blunt? You can't do that, Donald. You will never bring back jobs from overseas with your dishonest lies. Okay? You got fake money in America. The communist Chinese have us over a barrel regarding debt, Joe. And if we try to extract ourselves from the communist Chinese and compete with them on an economic level, they will just simply, as they claimed in the New York Times over a decade ago, they will just launch the nuclear option. No, the nuclear option doesn't relate to warheads or that kind of thing. The nuclear option, according to the Chinese in that article, is we will just absolutely call a halt to the con game and call our debt due. Financial Armageddon, if you will. Okay, America's in no position to deal with financial Armageddon. America's in no position to take on the Chinese from an economic point of view. 
Well, yeah, they are, Sam. We're still the biggest economy in the world. I know. But we only are because we've tied our fiat money to gold. Not. That's what we should have done. It would be stable. To oil. Right? They call it the petrodollar, right, folks? And I'm telling you, the petrodollar, folks, isn't a solution. Because how hard will it be? How hard will it be for the Chinese to tie their yuan or whatever their currency is to oil and or Russia and or, right? If enough countries are conned off of the quote digital, or I'm sorry, of the dollar, the petrodollar, we don't stand a chance, right? And our uh, currency will not be the economic engine it has falsely been. It's been the economic engine by force, forcing other countries to go along with the fiat money. The Ponzi scheme, folks, has been working only because we force people to be part of it. But as soon as we stop that, we're in trouble. So, Joe, your top priority is not to invest. Government has no authority, so we've covered a lot of issues here, right? Joe, you're lying about money. You cannot fix the economy when you won't tell the truth on honest money. Secondly, you cannot fix it when you're at war with these nations over the, quote, petrodollar. They want to jettison your oil-backed, forced-based currency around the world, and you want to keep it the oil-based currency around the world. They will not forever continue with your lies, Joe. And this is Donald and every other president in my lifetime. Okay, they won't continue your lies. They're just going to simply move their money, tie it to other commodities in the world, and supplant, replace America's forced compliance propping up our money. That will not last forever. And when that comes apart, you're done unless you embrace honest money and you do it fast. Ron Paul and Rand Paul are the only two that have focused on this reality check. Everybody else lying through their teeth. Okay, the last reason, Joe, that this will not work for you, this economy is first thing, and that you want to basically uh, what? Invest in the American economy by bringing back jobs. Your job isn't to bring back jobs. Where in the Constitution, in the executive branch, does it say your job is to bring back jobs? Your job is to invest in economies. Remember, government doesn't invest. Government doesn't have any money, folks. In order for the government to spend any money, they have to rape your wallet to get it. Don't you understand? Hey, White House. Hey, Joe. You bring your most intelligent economics professors or goons to the table, and I'll debate them all. Bring it, Joe. Bring it. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm seven years old. I'm sitting here in the corner having a time out until Mom comes to talk to me. All I did was cut my sister's hair. I was just trying to help. I guess Mom didn't like how I did it. In a minute, she'll be back and ask me if I know what I did was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have cut her hair. And she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff. And she'll give me a hug and wind up talking about more stuff. No matter what you talk to your kids about, love is what they'll hear. I really like Mom's timeouts, and I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me. 
A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't mean to be too belligerent in your face about this, but I'm telling you right now, you cannot deal with all the stealing. In America, it's so rampant. We've turned our backs on God. Thou shalt not steal doesn't matter anymore. Answer, solution, you ready? Turn to God and obey his Ten Commandments, okay? If people were to do that, you wouldn't have theft in stores so crazy that you're going to have to shut down stores and raise prices, right? But, of course, nobody will say thou shalt not steal in the news articles. They'll just whine and run around going, oh, woe is me, how horrible it is. Everybody's stealing. We're going to have to close stores and raise prices. Why don't you try applying the good word of God to the problem, ladies and gentlemen? Let me say that again. Why don't you try applying the good word of God to the problem, okay? Thou shalt not steal. How many words is that? Four? Yeah, we've got to focus on these principles. But when Joe Biden's top focus is the economy and he thinks it's his job to go ahead and invest in the economy, he thinks it's his job to spend money. Government doesn't have any money, folks. The only way government can get money is to siphon off your production and your wealth. Okay? So I'm going to say it out loud to you, Joe, and out loud to you, White House. The economy shouldn't be the top issue unless you're willing to tell the truth. Otherwise, you're wasting our time. Joe has more important things going on than visiting the border, like spending our money into oblivion, pretending it's providing jobs. It's all your predecessors, Joe. It's all your predecessors, Donald, who trashed the economy in the first place by moving us away from honest money, by basically, uh, you know what, moving all of our jobs overseas even Ross Perot highlighted what a disaster it would be if you did that. And everybody laughed at Ross and made fun of his charts and all this. But Ross Perot was absolutely spot on. And now we say, well, we can't even go visit the border. We're too busy spending money, investing in the economy. But it'll never work, Joe. Your failed fiat currency in America, sir, has uh, been the failure of every country that's ever embraced it in the history of the world. And you will not be different, sir. I know you think you will, but you will not be different. Nobody escapes dishonesty. Eventually, the lies come forth and the truth is told. Eventually, the truth is um, 
uh, yelled, I don't, I don't know what word to use, uh, broadcast from the rooftops might be the best way. Okay, that's what goes on, Joe. So I challenge you to bring your best economists to come on the radio with me. And let's talk about money. Honest weights and measures explains the Bible. Let's talk about Congress's responsibility to deal with money and the value thereof, regulate the value thereof. We've got some private banking cartel doing that right now, Joe. You going to expose the international banking cartel, sir? You going to come clean and lay it on down and tell the truth and move us back to honest money? Even the Chinese communists have more honest money than us, Joe, because they have part of theirs backed by gold. They know enough to know that's essential. We ignorantly believe somehow we'll be the world's leader forever by forcing people to honest or to dishonest money. Won't work, Joe. Now, Elon Musk is in the news. He's a liberal. He's a deep stater as well. How many of these people know their deep state versus don't know, but they do the bidding of the deep state? I don't know. I don't know the mind and hearts of people. I just know what their actions create or the consequences of their actions. So I know Donald Trump literally forced vaccines on us. Yeah. And I know Donald Trump really was involved in the big old lockdowns that destroyed the greatest economy in the world. And I know that Joe was right, wrong on the border, but Donald Trump was right on the border. But Donald Trump didn't stop illegal immigration enough. He did way better than Biden. And I commend him, but his party wouldn't back him. But Elon Musk is in the news, and Elon Musk releases, quote, internal Twitter files that show censorship directed by the Department of Homeland Security and the Democratic National Committee. Yeah, censorship directed by the Democratic National Committee. Is that election fraud, ladies and gentlemen? Let me ask you a question, really. See, they say we claim there's election fraud without evidence. Here it is. Elon Musk now releases internal Twitter files that show censorship directed by the Democratic National Committee. If that's true, is that election fraud? Yeah, there you have it. Just thought I'd bring that to your attention. Now, Meta, that's the new company for what, Google or whatever, and Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff, right? Meta's oversight board now criticizes the social media giant. Oh, I guess Google's not Meta. Sorry. Anyway, Meta's the uh, owner company of Facebook and, and um, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Sorry. There's just so many different players out there now. I'm trying to make sure I got it right. So Meta, the company that oversees Facebook and Instagram, has an oversight board. And now they're criticizing the social media giant for unfairly favoring certain elite users of Facebook and Instagram. Granting them amnesty from certain rules. The board found that in practice, Crosscheck, that's the uh, name of the, I don't know what you want to call it, the third party group that's supposed to make sure it's all cool. The cross-check protected these accounts, allowing their content to remain up on the site even when it was in clear violation of the site's rules and helping favorite accounts receive reduced punishments for infractions, all the while repeatedly failing to detail to the public and the board 
which accounts and posts were subject to this policy. So you have special accounts on Facebook and on Instagram, right, that were getting special privilege. They were allowed to keep their posts up no matter how damaging, no matter how dishonest, no matter how much fake news it was, no matter how much it violated the policies, because they were special protected. So now do you now you got Mark Zuckerberg admitting the government is in bed with Mark Zuckerberg and crew, shutting down stories of certain people while literally promoting and protecting stories of other people, the favored people. Is that election fraud? What about the four hundred plus million dollars that Mark Zuckerberg literally funneled into elections? What about that? See, at some point, you just can't get out of the discussion, huh? At some point, you can't just pretend that it doesn't exist, right? At some point, you just can't ignore it, right? Now, you ready for the next piece? All right. The Chinese state media used TikTok accounts to launch a propaganda campaign against Republican candidates running in the 2022 midterm elections. That's according to Forbes magazine. So let me get this right. Elon Musk releases internal documents showing the Democratic National Committee tampered with elections. We also know that Meta's oversight board shut down certain accounts while rewarded other accounts relating to the elections and other things. We now find out it's not the Russians that are uh, manipulating our elections. It's the communist Chinese. The Chinese state media used TikTok accounts to launch a propaganda campaign against Republican candidates running. And now this isn't 2020 anymore, ladies and gentlemen. This is 2022 midterm elections, according to a report released by Forbes last week. Now think about that for a minute. And then uh, think about the Mark Zuckerberg money. Think about how the FBI and Homeland Security and everybody else has been caught manipulating elections, literally meeting with these big media companies once a week, according to whistleblowers, according to evidence, testimony. The Louisiana governor and the Missouri governor doing a great job getting to the bottom of this. The only two governors with the guts in the country. Where's Ron DeSantis on that? When the Missouri governor and the Louisiana governor are getting to the bottom of it, why isn't Florida and Ron involved? Why don't we have 50 governors in the country involved, huh? But nevertheless, now you have the Chinese in bed in our elections. You have the FBI. You have Homeland Security. You have these big media companies. You got Mark Zuckerberg spending $400 million on elections. Oh, yeah. Then there's this guy by the name of Eugene Yu. He's a kind of a Chinese operative in the United States. He was a professor, and he created a company called Connex, and they created voting election software. How interesting. Uh, and then it turns out that, you know, hey, Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht bring this to the FBI, and the FBI acts like they're interested for months gathering all the intel that Greg and Catherine have. And then the FBI turns on Greg and Catherine and acts like they're somehow the enemy, and then they say we're lying, and then Eugene Yu gets arrested, and, well, then, and now you wonder, hmm, so the Chinese state media is uh, tampering in our elections via TikTok and the FBI and Mark Zuckerberg and uh, the former 
Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey and others, uh, and you know Meta and all these companies, uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Google and now TikTok and everybody's literally tampering with the elections and the Chinese are involved. In, oh, yeah. Nah, Hunter Biden in bed with the Chinese, but don't worry, it doesn't relate to his father, cover up by the FBI, and then it turns out that, oh, my gosh, it was all true. And, it, yes, the father, Joe, the vice president at the time, and now the president was in bed with the communist Chinese with these uh, business dealings, and he lied and said that he wasn't. But do you see a pattern, ladies and gentlemen? The communists in bed with our government, in bed with our private business, all manipulating elections. And when they get caught, they claim you and I have no evidence. They say, oh, all the courts have turned down your allegations of fraud, Sam. And then we find out from our dear friend, hey, you know what? There was hacked software via the SolarWinds hack on our election systems. And then our buddy literally went and told this to Donald and Rudy. And Rudy Giuliani talked Donald out of reporting on it, right? Isn't that what went down? Yes, that is what went down, ladies and gentlemen. And you can't deny it. And they claim that we make these claims without evidence. But every day... Every day on your radio, don't I just give you more and more and more and more and more evidence and information? Yeah. And if you say my dear Patrick Burns is off his rocker, it isn't true. He doesn't have the evidence. Well, my friends, he's got a serious illness that will take his life. And he says that's what's given him the courage to stand up. He's going to die either way. So he says, put me on national TV for 60 minutes. I will take six witnesses, 10 minutes per witness, and prove my case before the whole world. If I'm wrong and I'm lying and it isn't true, hang me by sunset. Could you put a more bold claim out there? Why don't they take him up on it? If he's wrong, he'll be the laughing stock of the world and he could get hung for treason to the American, for treason in America. If he's right, heads would roll. Shall we talk about evidence, Fox News, or mainstream press, or White House damage control team? Let's talk about evidence. Let's put Patrick on national TV. There's a lot where this came from, huh? God save the Republic. Hour one of the Cantu coming up. God bless you. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the seventh in the year of our Lord, two thousand and twenty-two. This is our two of two, and the goal always 
to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the blueprint for liberty of the Constitution for the United States of America. The checks and balances are one of the great keys to the solution. We need to use them today. And we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. All right, the Supreme Court is now going to hear a case, I guess. And in my opinion, this is a big old shame, to say the least. Uh, But the Supreme Court hears free speech case involving Christian, quote, web designer, seeking to refuse to design same-sex wedding sites. Now, the problem with this whole discussion is we've already been through this, folks. Remember the cake baker? Or, or, I don't know. What you want. <laughs> the baker in Colorado that, uh, you know, said, hey, I don't want to bake a cake for the gay and lesbians. And they went all the way to court. And I guess you have a right to not bake a cake for somebody if you don't want to. And uh, anyway, and now we've got a web designer who does not want to develop websites for the gay and lesbian weddings. But the same issue keeps coming back. It's like double, triple jeopardy, whatever. Now the Supreme Court case is going to hear this. Or the Supreme Court's going to hear this in a case. My response is this, folks. Remember, you have a right to conscience. Let me say that again very clearly because I don't think people understand. You have a right to conscience. And that means you can do what you think is best for your own internal reasons. And I know that they've tried to make laws in modern days to prevent discrimination. And I disagree with that. You say, what, Sam? You're for discrimination? No, don't lie and flip the coin and try to pretend and put words in my mouth. That's bogus. Not going to happen. I'm pretty articulate and can uh, break this down for you. I'm not saying I like discrimination. I'm not saying that I believe in discrimination. I'm not saying that I would discriminate. I would do none of those things. I've articulated on the radio a gazillion times. We're all God's children, and we should treat one another like that. But here's the problem. When it comes to right to conscience, you have the right, whether your beliefs are right or wrong, to believe and think and act as you choose. So long as you don't violate the right of another. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, my rights end where yours begin and vice versa, right? Correct? All right. So, you don't have a right for me to make you a cake. Just like I don't have a right to force you to believe as I believe. Okay? It's my company, my artistry, my labor, and I have the right to use it or not use it as I think best. All right? So I'm against this forcing the baker to bake the cake, the web developer to develop the website, uh, the mechanic to work on gay and lesbians' cars, etc., etc., etc. And you say, Sam, you're just saying that because you're a white privileged man. You don't know anything about being in a minority. You don't know anything about being in a uh, wow, a position of. Uh, the world's against you. You don't know. Well, you're wrong on all counts. All right. Number one, I'm a blind person. Okay. Therefore, I'm in a big time minority, even more so than the blacks. Okay. Got it. Secondly, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a Mormon. 
And so as a blind Mormon, how many blind Mormons do you think there are? I don't know, but it's a pretty small number worldwide or even the United States wide, right? There's 16 million members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints total. I bet you not even one in ten are blind. Right? What percent of the population is blind? We can kind of extrapolate that. Cameron, why don't you look that up for me really quick? What percent of the population is blind? Or totally blind? You could say that even. So I'm a minority in that. I'm a minority religiously. I'm a minority that I'm blind. All right? So I know a little bit about discrimination. And uh, there are laws that protect blind people from discrimination. You can't just say a blind person can't go into your restaurant. Uh, There's also protection that even a blind person can bring a dog into the restaurant. Right? A service dog or whatever. Okay, there's laws for that. I don't like those laws, and I disagree with them. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not that I like being discriminated against. But it's that I don't believe that government has the right to tell you what to do with your time, your talents, your business, your whatever. So I, if I was on the Supreme Court and constitutionally speaking, would say, hey, if the bake or if the cake baker does not want to bake a cake for anybody, they look at you and they're like, you know what, you're blind. I don't like blind people and I don't want to bake a cake for you. They should have that right to think, believe, and do what they want. You say, Sam, that's blatant discrimination. I know. I agree it is. Is it right? Of course not. I'm not defending the rightness of it, but I'm defending the reality of it. Because where does it stop? Right? What if somebody said, I want you to bake a cake for me, and I want you to put a Nazi swash sticker on there? Do you have a right to not do that? Well, according to the way these guys think, they would say no, except for remember the Nazis don't get the protection that the gay and lesbians and everybody else gets. What if I wanted to put a cake and I wanted to, on my cake I wanted to say baby killers, a baby killer cake, an abortion promotion cake? See, where do you go with this? And the problem with the, the government being the arbitrator, the decision maker in this, is they don't make right decisions either. Remember the reason that the government got involved in marriage in the very beginning is because they didn't want white people marrying black people. They felt like that was a horrible thing and should never happen, right? Well, that's what I'm getting at here is that's the problem. Government has no authority to decide this. And you don't have a right to have a cake baked for you, blind person, gay person, or not. It's not a right to force somebody else to do something for you. This is where we don't understand the difference between rights and privileges in America for some reason. We want to basically think that we can pass a law and therefore it becomes a right. What do they call that? A civil right? A government-mandated privilege? What is it, right? That's the problem. Um, you got to really think about that. Okay? It, it sounds good when you're the protected class, right? That's the problem. And my problem is we need to make a difference. And the way we make a difference is we teach fundamental truths and let people govern themselves. So a fundamental truth is I should not be able to force you to bake a cake. I should not be able to force you uh, to uh, develop a website. That's wrong. Even if your reasons for not doing it is wrong. 
We shouldn't be able to add an insult to an insult. In other words, two wrongs don't make a right. First wrong, I won't bake a cake for you. Well, that might be wrong, might be right, depending on what it is. See, I don't have a problem baking a cake for gay and lesbians. I do have a problem designing a same-sex wedding site, though, or developing a cake that promotes the gay and lesbian agenda. There's a difference between me being kind to them and being willing to serve them like I would anybody else versus having them force me to carry out an agenda I disagree with. I'm not interested in posting the language or the photos or the, that celebrate same-sex weddings. I'm not interested in making a cake that promotes a same... I'm not interested in willing to use my expertise or my artistry or whatever you want to say to do those things, right? That's the problem. So there you have that. Now, let's apply it to the next case. Virginia restaurant refuses service to conservative Christian group over their beliefs. All right. Now, listen, for businesses like restaurants, federal law and state laws do not allow discrimination based on protected classes such as race, religion, sex, and more as defined by the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Now, we don't know if this incident example uh, you know, qualifies or not or whatever. But here's the problem. The conservatives and the Christians are all rioting going, you can't kick us out of here because we're conservative. But see, in my opinion, the restaurant owner can. The restaurant owner can say, look, we're gay and lesbian in here. You guys are promoting your straight agenda. We don't like it. We don't believe in it. It puts our people uh, in, a, in a very uncomfortable situation. And therefore, we want you to leave. And I think that the restaurant has that right. I shouldn't say the restaurant. Restaurants don't have rights. The owners of the restaurants have that right to claim that and say that. So just as I have the right to not serve the gay and lesbians, if I choose, the gay and lesbians by, you know, have the right to not serve me if they choose. They can look at me and go, you're blind and we don't want you in our restaurant. Please leave. And as much as I think that's offensive, as much as I'm hurt by that and I think that's wrong, I am not going to be the guy to deny them their rights because it, it backfires. That's the problem. Stay there. I've got a lot more on this in seconds. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas. 
like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So just a little side note for you. Looks like there's about 32 million blind people in the United States. Blind is a very subjective term. An estimated 32.2 million people are blind. They say are about 13% of all Americans. And then they go on and explain a lot of them need glasses. A lot of them have some vision. Then there's a term called legally blind, which is like 2200 vision or less kind of a thing. Uh, and But they say it's 13% of society that are blind. And then when you really uh, figure out what percent of that is totally blind, it's like 15% of the 13%. Okay? So, you know, 10% of 32 million is 3.2 million, 15%. So maybe there's 5 million total blind people, totally blind people in the United States maybe. Uh, and if you take that and extrapolate that to the, to the Mormon church, 16 million. So uh, 10% of be 1.6 million. And you might have as even, you know, uh, one point, maybe 2 million totally have some kind of a blindness. And then only, you know, uh, 15% of that are totally blind. You know, you're talking about maybe 100 or 200,000 people. So by being a Mormon and by being blind, I'm in two very interesting, unique minority groups. And I know what it's like to be discriminated against. I've had uh, people kick me out of restaurants because I've had a guide dog in the past. I've had people not want to serve me because I'm a Mormon. We're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They find out you're a Mormon and they want you to leave their establishment. Now, I'm not happy about that. I don't think it's right. But I also don't think the government has authority over this. So this Virginia restaurant doesn't want to serve conservatives. Well, you know what? I don't like it, but I think they have every right not to serve us if they don't want to. And even though that's sad, and even though you think, man, that just offends the senses, I agree with everything you say. But what gives the government authority to mandate? Because it first started out, well, we're not going to let people with disabilities or race. or But now we're getting into sexual preferences. We're getting into all these different, you know, class protections or protected classes. And the classes just continue to expand. Right? I mean, first we were talking about race, then we're talking about disabilities, then we're talking about sexual sexual orientation, and then you know, then we're talking about sexual preferences. 
then we're talking about mm, political ideologies. So can you do nice service to somebody wearing a Nazi hat? Wearing a hat with a KKK symbol on it? Can you discriminate against those guys? See, that's the problem. Now, I'm not for promoting the Nazis. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not defending the Nazis. But take a black guy who promotes the Nazis like Kanye or Yi. Can West, can you serve him or can you just not serve West? See? Where do you go with this and how far does it go? What if you just say, you know what, Sam preaches conservative viewpoints. He's, I mean, he's against abortion. He's against the transgender movement. I mean, the guy's a hater and a bigot. Now, can we just not serve haters in our establishment if we don't want to? Sam has been defined as a hater by the Southern Poverty Law Center, don't you know? That dude's a hater, man. I ain't going to serve that hater. See? Where do we go with that? And that's the problem. That is the concern. Because the end of the day, who are the decision makers? That's a real important question to discuss, isn't it? All right. Well, let me give you another example. Shall I? There was this pro-life flight attendant. And because the pro-life flight attendant was pro-life, they got fired. But you know what? The pro-life flight attendant did not take it sitting down. They fought back and good for them. And they get a huge win. In court, judge orders her to be reinstated, rehired, and get pay. Now, here's the problem. You could force that in the courts, I guess, because, man, they discriminated against the pro-life lady. But my problem is who wants to be rehired and work there if you know everybody else is pro-death, pro-abortion, pro-destruction of God's creations? If you're pro-life and you get your job back, do you really want to stay there amongst those colleagues? Do you really want to work for that organization and help make that organization money? So I appreciate the win here. But I don't think it's a win. I think it's a loss. And the reason I think it's a loss is because, look, so you get your job back. Now you're just surrounded by all these people that hate you, people that disagree with you, people that tried to ruin your life, people that tried to marginalize you and shut you down entirely, and now you're going to go back and just be like, hey, let's hang out in the break room together, man. Let's just be buddies on flights, and hey, if we land in a unique city and we've got a little time to kill before our next flight, let's go hang out. See, you're creating lonely days for this flight attendant, and I'll tell you that right now. I'd rather go work for pro-life airlines. Yeah, see what I'm talking about? I'd rather take my dog as a, as a blind person, my guide dog, which I don't have a guide dog anymore, but I used to. I'd, I'd rather go to a different restaurant that was okay with me there. I don't want to buy law force. Hey, you've got to let me and my dog in this restaurant. You've got to serve this blind person, even though you don't want to. We're going to use the government to force you to. See, the problem with that, folks, is, look, can you trust the food coming out of the kitchen? For someone that does not want you there, and by force of law, you're going to force them to be there? Can you trust what comes out of that kitchen? 
See, I don't think so. I'd rather go to it. You know what? We like blind people at our restaurant. And when I go to restaurants, there's certain waiters and waitresses in restaurants that are very accommodating and very helpful. They'll literally set down three plates in front of me, and they know that I'm blind, and they'll say, hey, you know what? There's three plates in front of you. The left one's got this on it. The middle one's got that on it. The right one's got that one on it. And your water's in the center about 12 o'clock. Or those kinds of things. And so would you rather go to a place, if you're a gay lesbian, that would be happy to make you a gay and lesbian cake or one that's doing it under force and duress? Would you rather have somebody working on your website that, that believes in your cause or someone that's doing out of out of fear that they'll go to jail or lose their whole business if they don't? You see the other side of this coin? I'm not advocating for discrimination, folks. Not for one second. But I am telling you that I don't think this by force plan with the government being the deciding factor, I don't believe that's the answer either. Okay? I don't. <clears throat> so you want to know what I do? I would say leave it to the private sector and leave it to people's consciences. Let people do what they want. If they want to discriminate, let them. That's their freedom. That's their agency. That's their conscience. But you know what? We can promote whatever we want. And that means by public, the court of public opinion, especially with social media now, we can say, you know what, restaurant A, they're bad guys, man. They don't serve blacks. They don't serve blind people. They don't. And pretty soon, you know what? The American people can decide with their dollar. And literally that company, the ones that discriminate against blacks and uh, blind people and maybe people with a lot of children or whatever your you know pet peeve is, um, by public opinion, they'll just simply go away because nobody will support them. On the other hand, if a gay and lesbian business wants to, you know what, they can put on their sign, we make cakes for the LGBTQ plus whatever, you know, there is. We we make cakes for those people. Then I'm going to look at it and go, I don't want to go to that. I'll, I'll go to a bakery that is a little more neutral than that. Or I'll go to pro-life bakery. Or I'll go to straight bakery. Or traditional marriage bakery or whatever. I'm, I'm using these words to describe the point. Being a little bit facetious. But I'm being serious at the same time. Facetious in that I don't know that I'd name my companies like that, but, but I'm highlighting the point. I'll give you another example. You can't take a gun on a plane. But what if we had, like, airlines that, like, hey, this is uh, right to carry airlines. You want to come on right to carry airlines? Everybody's packing heat, you know, or whatever. Um, hey, I'm going to go on smoke airlines. See, I don't, I don't really agree with discriminating against the smokers. Now, I don't believe the smokers should be able to force me to smell their smoke either, though. But you could have, you know what? The smoke is so thick you can't see airlines. Why don't the smokers just create their own airlines and go on there, man? Guys like me will decide not to go on there, and smokers will love it, and, right? See, folks, we have got to think through this. And we've got to then, when people have their conscience and can make their own choices on these things, our job then is to use patience and love and kindness and influence and logic and leadership to help encourage people to do the right things. I'm going to encourage you to be kind to the gay and lesbian. You may say, I'll let you buy some of my cakes, but I'm not making a gay cake for you. I'm not doing it. And that's the balance you choose. 
I would use my influence to encourage everybody to do the best they can to respect one another and do what is right. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. New York Yankees right fielder Aaron Judge will be a Yankee forever, it seems. Just as everyone thought he was going to be signing with San Francisco, the Yankees made an offer he couldn't refuse. The nine-year contract is worth $360 million. ESPN is reporting the number. Democrat Senator Raphael Warnock of Georgia beat Republican challenger Herschel Walker to win Tuesday's runoff election for Senate. Warnock will lead Georgia for a full six-year term after winning a special election in January of 2021. With Tuesday's victory, the Democrats control the Senate 51-49, to and the Republicans control the House. I want to say thank you from, thank you from the bottom of my heart and... And to God be the glory. The protests that rocked the Chinese Communist government last week were quickly suppressed, but succeeded in getting China's leaders to revamp the zero-COVID policy they've been forcing on their people for almost three years. China announced its loosening restrictions and will relieve the hardship and uncertainty that many Chinese people have faced. Elon Musk has fired Twitter's Deputy General Counsel James Baker over the alleged suppression of internal documents about blocking the Post's Hunter Biden laptop evidence of wrongdoing. Musk tweeted Tuesday, in light of concerns about Baker's possible role in suppression of information important to the public dialogue, he was exited from Twitter today. Musk added that he questioned Baker before his firing about the events surrounding the Biden laptop censorship, and the lawyer's explanation was unconvincing. USA Radio News. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pos Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Pos Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Pos reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Pos. It's good medicine. He sent me to... The buy one, get one free special going on now at MyPillow. MyPillow bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, the roll and go, go anywhere MyPillows, and six-piece towel sets on special. Go to MyPillow.com slash USA, use promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175 and find out all the great deals you can get right now at MyPillow. MyPillow.com slash USA. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think I'm for discrimination. I'm not. I just know better than the, the government can be the one to, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, arbitrate this thing or be the decision maker on who can do what and who can feel what and believe what and everything. Having the government in charge of that is an absolute colossal uh, mistake, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. All right. <clears throat> 
human rights organization, Safeguard Defenders, reveals 48 more secret Chinese police stations worldwide, including in Los Angeles and New York City. The additional 48 locations adds to the original report from September 2022 that revealed that 54 Chinese outlets totaling at least 102 known instances worldwide where Chinese police are conducting, quote, operations inside other countries. The original report identified one location in New York City under the, quote, police jurisdiction of Fuzhou or Fuzhou, while the new list adds three more entities in the United States. That means four in total. New locations have been identified in New York and Los Angeles, operating from, from the Wenzhou China police jurisdiction, while a third operation and its exact location is still unknown, but is run under the Nantong China jurisdiction. At least two locations have also been identified and are known in Canada. So, ladies and gentlemen, the communist Chinese are cranking up their police stations globally. With literally four now in the United States and 102 globally. Two of them in Canada. So, another six of them are right here in the U.S. and Canada. And folks, I'm telling you right now that our public officials are doing nothing. I repeat, nothing about it. Now, I know what folks would say. They'd come to us at the Constitutional Chairs of Peace Officers Association, CSPOA, and they'd be like, why don't you just arrest these people? Sheriffs can't just arrest these people, folks. There's all kinds of laws that protect the communist Chinese. Now, am I saying it's right? No, I'm not. But I'm also saying that, you know what? It's very convoluted if a sheriff arrests somebody and the DA says there's nothing here, I won't prosecute. Then due process requires you to let them go, right? See, that's the problem with all this stuff. And in America, as far as I can tell, ladies and gentlemen, it's the people won't do anything about it, right? So I don't know how you uh, respond to this exactly in America. Our leaders won't do anything about it, but we continue just to reelect, reelect, reelect these criminals to office, right? And until enough Americans get involved and demand a change, it's not going to change. If the people in L.A. and in New York City and my guess is there's going to be one or there is one in Chicago, center of the country, or somewhere like that. If you're not very careful, look, the people are not fighting against this or speaking out to stop it. In fact, 99 out of 100 Americans probably don't even know this is true and that it exists. I mean, how many Americans know about the human rights organization 
safeguard defenders and how many know that they have been tracking this and doing work about this internationally and they've identified 102 communist Chinese police stations around the globe, four of them being in the United States of America alone. You bring that up and most Americans will look at you like you got a third head or something. Right? They're not going to double down and do anything about it. They're not going to, okay? So this is the problem. And it's not going to get better until the American people stand up and do something about it. But the problem is the American people can't stand up and do anything about it if they don't know about it. <laughs> That's why the new media needs to take center stage. That's why we, the people, need to get funded. We, the people who are in the media, need to get funded. The new media is taking center stage. I am not your mainstream press, folks. I am not controlled by somebody else. The government doesn't come to me weekly to collaborate on what stories I roll with and what stories I don't. In fact, if they come to me, I will tell them to fly a kite. I'm telling you right now, folks, this is the problem in America. The mainstream press is laying people off left and right because people are waking up and realizing. And more and more and more listeners are coming to this platform, Liberty Roundtable Live, syndicated on Liberty News Radio, syndicated on several AM and FM radio stations around the country, syndicated on Brighty on Radio, and most importantly, syndicated on LovingLiberty.net. That's our primary syndication platform, LovingLiberty.net, doing a great job with incredible talk radio around the clock. But we need you to donate to us. We cannot do this alone. I fund a lot of this out of my own pocket. And I have a day job to support my family. I'm not begging for your money. Myself and my wife both work to support our family because taxes are so high that without both of us working, we simply cannot make it. But I give my love and my talent to this. And I don't want you to fund me for being on the radio as much, but when we travel and speak and publicly promote, we have servers to run and all kinds of expenses. I'm hoping to get help with those expenses. And nobody's reporting on this communist Chinese thing like we are. When you've got Sovereign Media, which is doing a great job, you've got WorldNetDaily or WND.com, you've got the Epic Times, you've got several of us now. When I started, there was none of us but me hardly. There was a few others, but it's grown. And, and thank heavens that it has. The John Birch Society and their magazine, The New American, doing a great job. Uh, but, folks, we need your funding. We need your financial support. If you've got 1000 2000 5000 whatever dollars that you can really put into the kitty, we would be so grateful. And every penny, I promise you, like the widow's might, will be used for our sacred cause of growth and expansion. We'll use it to cover our server costs, to pay for equipment. We'll use it to, to try and land more platforms so that our reach becomes greater. We'll use it wisely and carefully. Donate LibertyRoundtable.com. All right, Lizzie and Cameron, our producers today, you're going to be sad about this. Disney will close Splash Mountain permanently on January 23rd. Why? Because the company says that it promotes, quote, racial stereotypes. The ride... Believe it or not, opened back in 1989, 99-109-1935 years almost. They say the problem is it's based on that 1946 Disney film, Song of the South. That's right. And they say the film has fallen out of favor in recent years because critics say 
that it offers a racially insensitive depiction of Reconstruction in the American South just after the end of the Civil War. So, hey, Splash Mountain being closed permanently. Why? Because it's too racist. It promotes, promotes racial stereotypes, right? The ride opened in 1989. Is uh, okay. I don't even know how to deal with this, really. Right? They say the film has fallen out of favor in recent years. Why? Because they say it's uh, racist. Right? That's the problem. That's the problem. But folks, are we going to stand up? Right? I think it's false claims that it offers. A racially insensitive depiction of reconstruction in the American South just after the end of the, quote, Civil War. I don't think it does that. Now you say, wait a minute, Sam, it's obvious. We can point to these things. No, no, no. What you can point to is history the way it really was. Now, you can not like that history. You can say this history needs context. You can say this history has another view. You can say what you want to, folks. But this Splash Mountain, how many of you went to Splash Mountain know that it's based on Song of the South and know that that depicts this, you know, history? It offers a racially insensitive depiction. You know what? People were racially insensitive back then. So it's not a depiction. It's our historical reality. But anyway, now you're not going to be able to go on Splash Mountain anymore. Too racist is the bottom line. I'm Sam Bushman. Hard-hitting talk continues in seconds on your radio. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. 
With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Hey, no more Splash Mountain for you, you bigoted racist. Yeah, that's how it is. Now, they also talk about racist dinners. You know, if you had, for example, banana pudding, you had to go ahead and get some fried chicken, some watermelon, some Kool-Aid and stuff like that. They'd say, you're just promoting the blacks or you're just mocking the blacks. How dare you? You know what? I like all those different things. I love fried chicken. It's not a black thing. I love watermelon. Every summer I eat watermelon all the time. It's not a black thing. Okay? This is just bogus how they twist. Understand that there are race insensitivities. Okay? And using, for example, the N-word is one of them. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm supportive of, of not um, referring to people in any critical ways. Right? Calling someone a honky if they're white is just as bad. But see, I'm white and I can say honky, but I can't say the N-word. The black people can't really say the H-word, but they can say the N-word. See, this is racist as all get out. I think neither word is very complimentary to, to anybody. So we should, you know, try to refrain. But to close Splash Mountain, most people that go on that don't even have any idea that it ties to Song of the South in the first place. Secondly, even if they do, that doesn't mean that they believe in the racial depictions. Sometimes you want to highlight those racial depictions to make sure people learn about the past and don't repeat it. Okay? I want my kids to learn about how insensitive we were regarding race in yesteryear in America, and I want to highlight the wrongs that we did in America to all kinds of people. The Mormons, as I mentioned, I'm in a minority. They've been abused more than the blacks in this country. They were literally ran out of the United States on a rail literally into the threat of an extermination order, men, women, and children, all threatened of extermination by Governor William W. Boggs back in the day, in the 1840s, 30s, 40s range. Okay, now, I'm against that too, but I don't want to erase that history. I want to highlight that history in a way that where people know that's wrong, and I don't want to run any religious group out of the country on a rail. I want to protect their religious rights, right? But now they're going to close close Splash Mountain and re- erase that history. What a tragic, in my opinion, tragic thing. What a teaching opportunity to make sure we never repeat the negative parts of history. All right, they're calling it an act of love. You determine if you think this is an act of love. This <laughs> is. Planned Parenthood says more men are now getting vasectomies since Roe versus Wade was overturned. So the modern term they use for this is you get snipped. So more and more men are getting snipped so they can't have children and they're calling it an act of love. In my opinion, it's a defiance against God is what it is. Let's call it a spade a spade. When you uh, chop your ability to have children or you force the inability to procreate, God enabled the procreative powers 
between men and women to be operative in your life. And uh, so to me, it's a defiance against God to say, look, I'm not having the babies that you intended me to have. I'm not doing it. I won't do it. You can use your agency to turn against God if you'd like. <clears throat> but you you cannot. You can choose what you want to do, but you cannot choose the consequences. Just remember that, okay? And so I would encourage people not to get snipped. I would encourage people not to do those things. But it's on the rise in America as we turn our back against God. All right, there's a Deseret News poll, which is in the state of Utah that came out, and they asked a very fundamental, interesting question. Do Utah voters approve of Governor Spencer Cox? And I would say no, because I think the Governor Cox is off his rocker. I think he makes a lot of very bad decisions. Lockdowns, taking COVID money are amongst them. But the governor is heading into 2023, they say, with a 63% approval rating, according to the latest Deseret News Hinckley Institute of Politics poll. So Governor Spencer Cox in Utah has a 63% approval rating, they claim. Now, I don't know if it's true. I don't know how I would be able to confirm it's true. It's their poll, and they claim it's right. I believe a lot of times it's the way the misleading questions are asked, oftentimes that makes the poll sound so in favor of something when maybe the people are not. That would be my take, but I don't have any proof. That's just my assumption. But 63% of Americans love Spencer Cox, love what he's doing in the state of Utah. I wonder what support Romney would get. They would act like Romney's the great senator and Lee's the bad guy. But see, I think that isn't true either. Uh, The sad part is how we refer to these things and how we... Do we really love Cox? Do they really love the governors that are center and or who govern from the left? It's a sad tale, in my opinion. It's not good at all. But I found that to be an interesting poll. And you ought to look for one in your state. You know, people come to me all the time. They're like, Sam, why can't we just do something about this stuff? Why can't we just get after it? Because the people aren't with us. There's not enough of us. That's why. There are simply not enough of us. There's not enough of us who believe in the Constitution. There's not enough of us who believe in the conservative values that founded America. Right? If there was enough of us, uh, our radio programs wouldn't be struggling so much for funding. Right? That's the problem. And it's not going to change, I submit to you, as long as the people back the mainstream press, as long as the people back mainstream candidates and mainstream servants. All right. As long as we have an act of love and we're basically getting our genitals. I shouldn't say our genitals snipped, but, you know, the procreative power snipped. So we don't have babies. And then, hey, the birth rate falls. And then I mean, in China and some of these other places where they've forced the birth rates to fall to unsafe levels or whatever you want to call it. Now they're begging people. To, they're paying people in certain countries to make babies. That's how psychotic we've been. And then the Deseret News poll, hey, do people believe in Governor Cox? They do. At least according to the poll. See, what if we had conservatives do our own poll? 
And I've wanted to do polls for years on things and ask questions, excuse me, ask questions differently. Because I think you'll get a different answer. Excuse me. I think you'll get a different answer if you ask the questions differently. But see, conducting polls costs money. Uh, and I could do my own poll. I could hire 20 people and have them call and have them each call, you know, 200 people or whatever. And 20 people times 200 would be 4,000 calls, right? And I could do these polls myself, but how much is it going to cost for me to hire 20 people? to make phone calls all day. See, and in that is the problem. We don't have the money. But if we did, I'm telling you right now, I would do these things. Because I don't believe the polls. I don't believe these mainstream polls at all. I don't think a lot of voters approve of Governor Cox. And the problem is, uh, it, it would be how you pushed it, or how the media presented it. But if you gave people four or five facts about Spencer Cox, he was the, one of the greatest states that locked everybody down, took government money for COVID even before we knew it was a pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. If they knew the reality on him, they would change their mind. Anyway, I digress. There you have it, though. But look, we the people are not engaged enough. We can't even raise money for this radio show. But there's an epidemiologist out there now by the name of Andrew Huff. H-U-F-F. Andrew Huff is his name. He worked, by the way, for a New York-based nonprofit organization that studied viruses. And he said COVID-19 was leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. The New York Post now reports. And it turns out in an explosive new book he wrote, whistleblower Dr. Andrew Huff Formerly, he was the vice president of EcoHealth Alliance, by the way, claims that not only was COVID a man-made virus, let me say that again, not only was COVID a man-made virus that escaped from the lab at the Wuhan Institute of Virology more than two years ago, he also said that it was intentionally created as a result of funding from the United States government. Think about that. Think about that. We told you that from the start. And now a whistleblower doubles down in his book and, and it says that. The mainstream press says you have no proof. And my response is whether he can prove it or not, he was on the inside. And he knows how the origins of the virus, that it was a man-made virus, that it was leaked from a lab. He believes it was leaked. See, I, I believe it was intentionally released by the global elite, by the banking cartels and the financial folks. And you would say, Sam, you don't have any proof for that. My response is, you're right. But we know that nothing in politics happens by accident. And we know that nothing's official until it's first been denied. We also know that, uh, you know, Anthony Fauci lied and claimed that he didn't know or he didn't do this and that. And then it turns out that he did know and he did. And he said he didn't fund it. And it turned out he did. And he said he didn't. He thought it came from a whatever, uh, a bat. Uh, but now we find out it didn't. And then we find out he knew that all along. But he, he still wants to stick with his own narrative. And now we get the papers from his testimony and find out that he's literally been lying all the way through. Now he can't even remember. 
either he's he's an old man and he really can't remember, which means he's he's unfit to serve, or he's lying and he's just using I can't remember as a way to to dodge and not have to answer questions under oath. I don't know. What I know is they lied, 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 lied for two years and destroyed our whole economy and our whole way of life, and now we're still struggling to come back. And Donald was involved in it as much as Joe. And they did this globally. And in my opinion, it's international crimes. And the COVID shots are dangerous, and they lied about those and got caught too. And now Ron DeSantis wants to hold them accountable for their false claims and amen to him on that regard. There's a lot to do. Not enough time to get it done. But that's two hours, folks, of me breaking down some of the best news I can find for you on the Internet. There you have it. Hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips, right? Anyway, there you have that. But we need your funding. We need your financial support. If you want us to travel and report live from places, if you want us to be able to increase our reach, we need your financial support. We're not going under without it. I'm not trying to play some weird game. Uh, And we're not needing it to fund our family and our trip to Disneyland so we can go to the uh, Space Mountain ride or whatever it is before Before it goes away. That's not it. It's because we need to grow and we can't single-handedly fund all this ourselves, right? Splash Mountain, not Space Mountain, sorry. Splash Mountain. It's not, I don't want to go to Splash Mountain. I want to tell you the truth on the radio, and we need your support in every way to grow. LibertyRoundTable.com. Spread the word. Share the love. Tell the tale, will you please? I'm Sam Bushman, and I declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.